Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, morning, everyone. Great, Russell. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I praise my God for that. Thank you, Jesus. We say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this new day. And we thank you for your presence. For it is your presence that brings that smile on our face and that joy in our heart. When we know that we are in presence of our Father. The one who has loved us so much and continues to love more than anything else. No sacrifice is too small or too big for him to give. He even gave of his own son. The only one. Such is the love of our Father. That we ought to say to ourselves, I am his favorite son, I am his favorite daughter. And he renews his mercy for us every day and continues to pour grace into our lives. So that despite all our shortcomings, he overlooks all of that. He blots all our transgressions and he remembers our sins no more. But only looks upon us with the eyes of love. We thank you, Father. That when we are in your presence, we experience that joy because we know this of you. We know that our Father is with us and when he is with us, nothing and no one can stand against us. That same joy, Lord, in our place of prayer. We want to share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those that are called Christians and yet do not know you. Imagine the joy that they are missing out on. And those that do not want to know you and have chosen to turn away. And yet your heart bleeds for them because you are their father. We ask for mercy, Lord, on their behalf. For forgiveness for sins. And quicken them in their spirits that they might be drawn to you and call on your name, the name of their father and be set free. And as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, O oh Father, on our behalf and the behalf of all those that we are praying for, on behalf of this praying family. We call on the one who is called the great I am, the one who is the lifter of men, who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity, the one who dwells in the midst of the cherubims and above the mercy seat. And when we come to you in our secret place, we are calling on that mercy seat. And we know that when you quicken us with your presence, you hear the cry of our lips, but also of our hearts. We pray in the name of the one who leads us by the way we should go. The Lord in the midst of his people, who is mighty and does wondrous things. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son. The one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. The Lord who heals. And we shall learn a powerful teaching on healing this Friday. That will transform the way we pray. And I pray, Father, that your gift of healing touch many more lives. So that our ministries be activated to next level. We pray in the name of that same Lion of Judah. The one who leads us in battle our rock, our refuge, our foundation. 
that rock on which we build his church, this praying family. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the one who changes the times and the seasons so that no season of pain remains forever. The one who came to fulfill all that is spoken of the Father. It is he who is the executor of that will. So when the Father spoke, he moved and hovered over everything that was void, formless, and gave it life and shape. And he does that today as well in our lives. Everything that is void and formless, he moves when the word of God is spoken in faith. It is he who quickens us in our spirit and gives us life so that we are able to receive, we are able to pray under an open heaven and receive of the will, receive of the revelation, the wisdom, the answer of the Father. He is the God who made his tabernacle in our midst, within our hearts, so that we can truly say this is Emmanuel, God with us, God in us. And he now quickens our body, our mortal lives, and gives life to our spirit. That we might become a quickened spirit just like Jesus is. We might stand tall, understand our authority, and speak in our place of prayer. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your gift of revelation. Most importantly, your spirit, your son. You blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You have blessed us with every, you are able to make every grace abound towards us. That your hand is not sharp, not short to redeem us. We thank you, Father, that you bless us with angels, with destiny help us. With every resource from heaven, you make that available to us. That we might not be found lacking, but we can boldly say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall never lack. I shall have everything. And Jesus said it openly. I came that you should have abundance and have it to the full in John 10.10. 10. So we boldly say the Lord is my shepherd. We thank you, Father, for that revelation. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us as stewards of the earth realm. So that when we understand your word, your will, the authority and all spiritual laws and principles that you have given us. All those laws that govern that stewardship. And when we walk in those laws, when we walk in accordance with your will, hand in hand with you in your light, we are able to exercise not only our abundance, but our dominion as well. We thank you, Father. And this morning, we continue on our reflection on putting on the full armor of Jesus Christ. Yesterday, we only touched upon the first part of that armor, which was the belt of truth. The first of the individual pieces. Today, we go on to our observation or our point number six in that list. The breastplate of righteousness to protect our heart. And this case, it is interchangeably used with the soul. And this is where your emotions, your intellect and your will sit. That's where your decisions on righteousness or wickedness are made. That breastplate is made 
of that part of the word and gospel that has become real to you. That stands as your layer of protection in between. So that everything that is oncoming is filtered through this. And only righteousness can enter. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so that protection of the heart becomes necessary for wearing the breastplate of righteousness. Number seven, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And this is important so that we are sure-footed when we carry an understanding of the gospel. Our feet gain direction. We become sure-footed, firm in our step, strong in our conviction. We're not shaky and we won't back out. We are unmoved by the lies of the enemy. He might say to you, you don't have time for God, so he will not bless you. You are no good. It is his job to accuse, to condemn, to confuse, to lie, to instill fear and doubt. So he might look to condemn someone outright for mistakes they have made. But when we have the gospel hidden in our heart, then we must remember to be sure-footed, holding on to, standing on that word. Romans 8 verse 1 confirms to you that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And this is the most important part when we are taking our first step with the gospel of peace. The first thing to remember, not only at that first point, but always. So that every time the accuser comes to us, while we intend to go out and carry the gospel of peace, every time he intends to instill fear or doubt in the word, when things don't seem to be happening, the first thing to remember is there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Number eight, when he keeps shooting lies at you, you hold on to your faith like a shield. Let that shield stand in between you and every lie that is shot in your direction. So that even if, and they will all come, in the most of them will be in verbal form. Some would even be in the form of signs that you pick up in the circumstances around you. So that even if the doctor's report says things aren't looking great, even if the problem around you looks like it will swallow you up, even if everyone stands against you, you remember what Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 20. He said it to you and he said it to me. Lo, I am with you. Not just now, but even after I am gone. Always, even unto the end of time. We must remember that. And hold our shield of faith and fight the good fight. That can only happen when the word is strong in us, when we are consistently reading the word and that word as we read it is becoming more and more real to us. Only then can you hold on the shield of faith and not feel doubt or fear. If we are not connected with the word today, 
it is high time we start reading every day that is what makes our shield strong if we stop reading it is easy for doubt to crack that shield and create a small gap and a small gap is enough to pierce the person that stands behind the shield number 9 wear the helmet of salvation so you think like a christian that's the important part it's like putting on that thinking cap a born again saved kingdom citizen who feeds on the word through this thinking cap through this shield through this uh, helmet of salvation one who is alive in the spirit and is aware of his status as saved one who is alert in the spirit and you do not let that new thinking that you have now gained after you have been renewed do not let that be distracted it's like putting on that helmet to keep what is inside in there so that it cannot be stolen now the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but we stay focused when you do not conform to the ways of the world Romans 12 verse 2 but are transformed by the renewing of your mind by the word by washing of your thoughts with that word and you protect that renewed mind and thinking by your helmet so that every attack that comes against that thinking to say that the thinking is flawed to say that it is unrealistic even if a whole crowd says that what you are thinking is not right when you know that is what the word says to you you hold on to the truth you keep on that helmet of salvation and don't take it off under pressure and lastly your weapon all the above were just for protective for resisting the enemy and more of our warfare is resisting actually which is why james 4 verse 7 says submit to god resist the devil it does not say fight him but that minimal fighting that will be part of that resisting is where this weapon comes in handy the sword out of your mouth as revelations 19 says your weapon the double edged sword the truth that sets you free from bondages of lies fear deception theft of your destiny doubt that truth the word so word based thinking is important we must hold on to that weapon so that we can fight the way jesus fought he resisted every temptation there were three temptations the devil put to him in the wilderness when he just finished fa- fasting and was at his weakest point physically but he resisted the devil and he said using this double edged sword it is written number 11 finally praying at all times in good times and bad times we never stop praying he says pray at all times interceding persevering or raising petitions for all god's people not only for ourselves this is our calling as christians 
we are in a constant state of spiritual battle and it is important for us to remember that that battle involves everyone around us as well the enemy can seek to use our own families against us our own friends against us that battle is a no holds barred there are no rules in that battle so it is important for us to wear this armor at all times and there are a few things that i have made a note of here i shall generic notes and i shall run through them quickly as well this this armor is a spiritual armor it's not a physical armor like a body suit that knights wore in battle so you can't put that on someone they have to acquire it it can be taught but they will still have to acquire and strengthen that armor through their own personal journey with god which is why verse 10 becomes important there ephesians 6 verse 10 where he says we start building that relationship that closeness with god number 2 you do not put that armor when you are faced with battle or should i say when you are attacked you keep it on at all times it is part of your person it is inseparable this battle will be an ongoing battle that does not stop you can't take a holiday from it the day we decide to take a holiday the enemy will get us so it has to be a way of life number 3 the enemy will keep coming back to attack with his lies when we fight him off once he will take a short break to see if we are putting down our weapons and our armor or not and at a time when we are unsuspecting he will come back and strike the frequencies may vary but he will not give up all he wants to do is make you doubt yourself and that is the biggest weapon that he will use for a praying christian the biggest attack is self doubt like derek prince says the fifth column from within so don't rest on your laurels be alert be sober like peter said in 1 peter 5 verse 8 be sober and alert towards the enemy who comes like a roaring lion and keep growing in the spirit that is the only way for us to stay ahead the minute we are stagnating there and we are not growing we are limited in what we can achieve number 4 lastly jesus put on the armor as well and if that surprises you look at isaiah 59 verses 16 and 17 it talks about him putting on the breastplate and the helmet now they've just covered two parts there and it says he became the intercessor but when you see him putting those two pieces of the armor it's important to understand that he put on all the rest so if he put it on we should father in the name of jesus i pray that we gain a full understanding of the armor of god and knowing that the one source from where that armor can be put on is the word of god and our relationship with you and the presence of the holy spirit 
it's understanding the principles that you have given us that we are able to live by them we are able to speak them understanding the authority you give us who we are and where we are seated knowing your promises and walking with spiritual intelligence in every situation walking circumspectly being aware of our surroundings and every move of the enemy we ask father to open our eyes to discern those moves of the enemies and to carry our armor on our person at all times along with the sword coming out of our mouth so that when the situation does come before us we say it is written and we know what to say for we know what is written i ask for that kind of edification lord this day on every christian not just every praying christian but every christian that our eyes be opened that our hearts be quickened that we walk with you humbly in your light and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families our friends for every request that has been mentioned on this prayer group we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease those that are hospitalized and will undergo procedures we pray for all those families that are embattled that are battling separation and division we pray for those that are battling financial challenges issues with their incomes with jobs those that are seeking a new opportunity those that are jobless this day father it is you who establish the work of their hands and it is you who bring about that increase in their land let their lives be touched this day we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds as well that every chain on their life be broken every one that is being raised at this prayer lord today that every chain of bondage over their life be broken in the name of jesus and let the truth set them free we pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families especially the ones that are not yet saved that their eyes be opened their hearts be quickened to call on your name knowing that everyone who calls on your name shall not end up in shame but shall be delivered lord we stand on that word that promise and we make this prayer on their behalf interceding for them we place also our own personal needs before you father thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us and when we release our word and our faith you o holy spirit move on our behalf you also pray and intercede on our behalf so we make this our prayer of agreement with you as well knowing that when we release that prayer of agreement it is an answered prayer by the father in heaven we make this prayer under an open heaven when you are with us I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith unmute your mic and let the holy spirit take over you must trust him let us now make our prayer in the spirit 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ya 
In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen, Lord Father. Every prayer that is raised today at this altar, let that be an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father, for hearing us. The scripture being given today is from 1 Peter 1, 13 to 16. Therefore, gird up your minds, be sober, set your hope fully upon the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just a reminder about our Bible study topic for tomorrow. The topic is the laying on of hands, imparting blessings, authority, and healing. The threefold function of it. 
And we will learn how to exercise faith. We will also learn the two Old Testament precedents and the New Testament ordinances for healing. Be a powerful one. And let us pray for the gift of healing to land on a few people tomorrow. That their lives be blessed, their ministries be activated. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. We shall share this message and the links on our Telegram group. Please share that with your family and friends and invite them to join. Invite at least one person whose life will be changed tomorrow. That is the least we can do. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day. So that as we are blessed, let us go forth and be a blessing to everyone around us. Starting with sharing messages and then carrying our testimony and our gospel. In the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. You too, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.